You're listening to Chicago's Gospel Podcast, a show exploring how the unchanging gospel shapes your life in an ever-changing city. I'm Eric Viker. And I'm Will Pareja. And today on the show, we're talking about the mission of God in the city of Chicago. For starters, is God on mission? If so, what is his mission? How do we do it best? Any practical tips, theological tips? Uh, we're going to be potentially covering those types of things. And we're thrilled to have one of our first guests on the show, Reagan Martin. Reagan, it's good to see you. Thanks. Thanks, Eric. I'm, I'm honored to be with you. Yeah, Reagan, uh, for someone who might not know your voice, your iconic voice, <laughs> Who are you? Where are you from? Why might you be our guest for an episode about the mission of God? Well, I'm um, I'm a missionary, mm. so uh, that might help. It doesn't always help if you're a missionary. Not all missionaries are really on mission, are they? Mm. But uh, but I'm a missionary sent uh, from a, a church just up the pike from uh, Addison Street Community, uh, Winneka Bible up in the North Shore of Chicago. So... Uh, I love uh, the mission. Uh, I'm committed to it. Grateful to have uh, partnership, uh, uh, Addison Street's partnership in the gospel mm. as uh, as we go about that uh, down in Cape Town. So, yeah, Cape Town, South Africa. How long have you been there? We're, we came back from our first term uh, in December, and uh, that was 2019, way back before the pandemic, <laughs> when we... Uh, when we arrived there, and uh, we're with Training Leaders International, I should mention, uh, out of Minneapolis, um, birthed out of Bethlehem Baptist there, and uh, we're seeking to specifically to serve churches uh, in township areas around Cape Town mm. by equipping expository preachers of Christ. Yeah. Love that. Would you say that the mission of God in South Africa, in a sense, is the same as the mission of God in Chicago? Would, is it accurate to say that we actually plant the gospel from which churches emerge? And then what, what is your role in that? Are you, the, are you planting the seeds or, or not? Right. Uh, I would say uh, at a basic level, it is certainly the same mm. as, uh, <laughs> as the work of Addison Street Community. Uh, we are not innovators, uh, uh, just because we are in South Africa. Yeah. And South Africa is kind of an innovative place. Uh, there's a lot of diversity. There's a lot of creativity. Um, and I'm afraid that can, uh, that can uh, cause the church to drift from mm -hmm. the mission, from our biblical mission. But uh, no, I think we, we see uh, uh, eye to eye on that. that and we, we are committed. That's the mission, whether you're in Chicago, whether you're in Cape yeah. Town, yeah. right? So this word mission, it's not, would you agree that that word is not in some sense exclusively a Christian concept? It's, so, right. <laughs> someone might be on mission in the city of Chicago, in Cape Town, South Africa for uh, something altogether different than why a Christian might be there. So the concept of mission is there for someone who's not a Christian and for someone who's a Christian. What What mm -hmm. might be the difference between um, a secular mission and a Christian mission when you really strip it back and identify mm. the different motives for the two things. Mm. Yes, right. I mean, we, 
we live in a world that abounds in mission statements, mm, doesn't it? Yeah. Everyone's on uh, some yeah. kind of mission. You look at everyone's <laughs> website. Yeah. Every website right. out there, every company's got a mission. Right. And it's interesting the world has seen, uh, you know, the business world has seen the importance of that. We yeah. need to define our mission. Uh, well, that was a, a necessity for the church from the beginning. And uh, what has driven the church, uh, if she's in her right mind, uh, which uh, is that the, the difference between the Christian mission and all the other missions is, of course, that all those others are Christless, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there may be well-meaning people. Uh, they desire to do good. Change the, uh, in the world. They yeah. desire to, right, that's right. They desire to be change makers or uh, whatever the buzzwords are today. But, uh, but it is Christless. Uh, they they don't understand the gospel yeah. and how the gospel by its power saves sinners and changes lives. Yeah. So uh, there's a world of difference between the Christian mission and all the others. Yeah. <laughs> right. got, got the gospel is uh, world changing. It's a it changes the world changers. Mm. Yes, when, once that's it right. Gets, once it gets uh, takes root. So you would say, um, Reagan, that so you're not necessarily going in parachuting into unknown territory per se and going where there's not works. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned about equipping and strengthening expository preachers. Right. So you're on the equation of the Great Commission, where does your mm-hmm. particular ministry kind of skew? Yes. Right. I think they, you know, they speak of the different waves, right? And uh, we are in uh, involved in a in the wave of training, of uh, serving churches. Now we are uh, not seeking to uh, to uh, overstep uh, that the our role as servants mm. uh, of of churches in that in those contexts. But we are seeking to serve churches by by the rule with the, by the rule of equipping leaders, uh, equipping. Uh, pastors, preachers of Christ, uh, especially being on the front lines with the handling of the word uh, because there's uh, such um, distressing things going on uh, in churches there. As we'll, I think we'll get to, it's, it's uh, related to the American church and what we have imported overseas, mm-hmm. the version of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's a tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> so... We want to go to the front lines and serve uh, churches in township areas by yeah. by equipping. So what is the tragedy that you just alluded to and how might a true understanding of mission actually rem- partly or entirely remedy the tragedy that we've exported? Right. Uh, the tragedy is the prosperity gospel. Which says? Uh, which uh, promises health, wealth, and prosperity mm. in Jesus' name. Uh, and this side I, of eternity. Right, right. In this world. Yes, truly. Your right. best life now. Yeah, it's yeah. yet. <laughs> right. It's not your best life as in the life we have in Christ Amen. and uh, immortality to come, but rather it is, yes, your best life now in this world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, fundamentally, it's, it's the gospel about you mm. rather than about Christ. Uh, it is, it's, it, it truly it has been well called the American gospel mm. because it's the American dream and uh, the American uh, psychology, if you will, mm-hmm. packaged as the Christian gospel. That's so good. So. so the mission there, correct me if I'm wrong, is me and mine, 
Whereas the Christian gospel is God and his, we exist for him and what he's doing. Whereas this Americanized prosperity gospel is about us. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're already tapping into potentially how a corrective of mission can actually just keep all of the church globally going in the right direction and in the yes. same direction uh, because it is fundamentally going, going, mm. making disciples potentially, uh, not not anticipating riches, but actually potentially risking your life, which right. many of your mm. colleagues and yourself potentially at times are doing. Um, yes. Yeah, there are risks going into uh, the townships around Cape Town. Um, there's uh, issues with with violence and uh, gangs, they call it gangsterism down there, <laughs> um, right? Those are those are risks, and what what drives us, right, in taking risks is is the reward, not a this worldly reward, right. but the reward of Christ Himself and what we have in Him, which will never pass away, right? Right. right. <laughs> yes. So you, as what we would call a formal missionary, though you've hinted several times that we're all on mission. What, what would someone in your shoes, you in particular, as someone who's thought through going, mission, doing the work of God, crystallizing what he said in his word, mm-hmm. what exhortation, if you had a mic on a 25-minute podcast episode <laughs> to exhort <laughs> the American church about either recovering or maybe discovering for the, for some people for the first mm, time the mission. Yes. What would you want to say to that audience living in this city? Right. I would say the gospel must always be explicit in our ministry. Mm. Right? Versus implicit. Versus assuming, assuming it. Assuming, okay. And, and uh, being corrupted by... Uh, over time by error and by false messages, which, of course, claim to be the gospel. The whole thing with deception is that you don't know it, Um, right? mm -hmm. You think it's the truth and it's not. And that can so quickly happen, you know. Look, the gospel produces uh, healthy churches. The gospel produces true Christians. Yes. And the concern in in South Africa, and I believe it's a concern in America as well, is... Uh, is getting the gospel right and giving it its place in the in all the the ministry of the church in our disciple making work. You can't pro- you can't produce real disciples of Christ without it. There's no power like yeah. the power of the true gospel. Yeah, the the analogy came to mind. It's popular in Africa, right? To uh, for foreigners to come and build wells. Mm-hmm. For clean water, yes. clean water is a right. really big thing. Yeah, and it just occurred to me: you, you are a, a, a an imported worker, a clean water filtration system <laughs> <laughs> uh, by by coming yes. into churches and coming <laughs> alongside to help <laughs> them recover and filtrate yes. the the pure gospel right. and recover that for right. their health. Right? Yes. What is clean water? other than the health of a village. Yes. And what is a pure mm. gospel other than mm. the health of a church? Yeah. Right. Spiritually speaking, that's, yes, good analogy. Uh, and, <laughs> if you guys could see the and, celebration Pastor Will just had for that analogy, you'd love it. <laughs> right. I'll, I will say, when I think when Americans go down to Cape Town, and look, Cape Town is a much sought-after tourist destination as well, but, but 
plenty of missions teams go there. It's very accessible to the English language. Uh, when they come into township areas, when they come into contact with them, uh, I fear that too often uh, it's, it is all about the, 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 the physical needs, the uh, mm. issues in these areas. That, that's what, what rivets us. And uh, I fear what's happening, and I think across Africa too, it's happening, where there has been this investment, this sort of missions investment in clean water and all these things, and yet the the church's spiritual health is yeah. being neglected yeah. and the need for trained leaders, the need for the gospel, I mean, the need for reformation mm -hmm. uh, in these contexts is being, is being neglected. Right. We do care about the other needs. I'm not against right. those being served, but we cannot neglect, I, we neglect those things at the peril right. of, uh, of the African church. Yeah. Sounds like we should have missionaries to Chicago. <laughs> so... You're, you're expressing this need in Africa. I'm sure if we had a brother who was doing ministry in Asia sitting amongst us, he'd say the same thing. There's a great need for gospel right. work, gospel ministry, gospel mission. So someone might be listening to this and their eyes are being open to the fact that God ha has a plan for their life. Not, maybe not something that they journaled through as a 16-year-old mm. and it's mm. all about them, but okay, maybe God does have a mission for my life and I sense this mm. need. Maybe I'll go to Cape Town, South Africa. Maybe I'll go to Ethiopia. Who knows where I'll go? But why might someone choose to be a missionary in Chicago? And what mm -hmm. I think what I'm getting at here is like, what are the fundamental conviction someone feels for a particular geographical mm. place that actually helps them flourish in this work. Mm. Right. <clears throat> well, it begins with uh, faith in the gospel and love for the gospel, experience with the gospel in your own life. Mm. And uh, far too often I fear the mission's call is, is more subjective and, uh, and, and what do you mean at times that? wonky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, what I mean is that, you know, I feel such right. a, right. Uh, such feelings for I this place. I saw a cloud that was like and, the shape of Nigeria and right. therefore God is calling me to Nigeria. Right. Certain experiences. Yes. Yes. Um, I mean, and, that's extreme, but right. in the realm of like almost yeah. fanatic mm -hmm. on what right. grounds yeah, it's there's this mysticism and and we need to in in one respect though though God does draw out our hearts uh to people he's done that with us in Africa but uh we need to demystify it in the way of of grounding it uh in the word and in the gospel and if you don't understand the gospel and I mean truly understand the gospel uh, in your ex in your own experience and uh, in the in and in a local church context. Yeah, in your own zip code. Right. <laughs> yes, and where your character shaped by the gospel mm. can be attested to. You have no business right. being a missionary. I don't care what you feel or <laughs> what experience you had. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we we've been trying to clarify this throughout mm. these episodes because we don't ever, like you said at the beginning of this episode, assume the gospel. So 
and I, and I don't want to take this for granted, but we obviously get our gospel in God's holy word, the scriptures themselves. Mm. But even someone with the Bible, not that it's inaccessible, but they might need a hand, someone coming along and saying, mm. okay, within this massive book that we call the Bible, here's the gospel. What we would say is the center of the mm. book, the message of the book, the mm. one sort of main thing that threads along throughout the book. So, what advice would you give to someone if the mm. only book in the world they had was the Bible for actually mm. discovering what this gospel that sends us on mission really is? Because mm. would you just hand them a Bible and say, figure it out? <laughs> or would you say, okay, like I know, I know God's word is clear. Mm -hmm. I love the doctrine of the perspicuity of scripture, yes, even though perspicuity is a very unclear word, <laughs> but uh, essentially Clarity. saying, yeah, <laughs> but uh, mm. so we believe that. And yet I think there, there would be something pastoral and compassion about saying, here's a hand in, mm -hmm. in determining what the center of this big book is all about. Right, right. Yeah. And that would be, you know, passages and places in scripture where the gospel is explicit, mm. right? Such as? Such as 1 Corinthians 15, yeah. uh, the gospel which, uh, which saves us from beginning to end. Remember yeah. how he says to the church in Corinth, like yeah. mm -hmm. that we are being saved, yeah. right? And uh, he delivered as of first importance. Yes. Yeah. That they're, right. This is all part of, uh, I think it T4G, how they, uh, one preacher was speaking of theological triage, you know, that some things are more important than others and some things are the most important. Right. And that's what Paul's saying yeah. there. Of course, uh, uh, how Christ died, uh, buried, uh, was buried and raised the third day according to the scriptures, Amen. that the story of God has been fulfilled I think you shared that on another podcast, didn't you, Will? Your, uh, was it uh, God's glory in Christ's story? Mm. Was that... Uh, you I, listened to that? <laughs> wow. wow. I did. I'm proud. And I love that. That stuck in <laughs> yeah, my, it's a great in my yeah. uh, mind and heart. Um, right. Uh, it's, yes, it is. Uh, of course, it has to do with the problem, uh, our problem in relationship to God. You know how Tozer once said, like, Take all the problems in the world, mount them up together. They do not compare to the problem of God mm. himself. Yeah. Oh, wow. That he is, that he is a holy God, right? And uh, what we must do in relationship to him, uh, especially as regards our sin, our rebellion and disobedience uh, to his law. And so uh, the, good, the gospel is the good news of how God saves lost sinners in his son, yeah. sinners who could never save themselves. And that's why we say it is in Christ alone. Yeah. Well, there are a lot of sinners in this city as there are mm. all around the world because there's not one person you walk by who is not a sinner naturally at odds with God apart from the gospel. So I want to read briefly just that passage that is like such a clear gospel presentation. We have to close this episode, but on the heels of me reading this, in light of this passage, I want to invite you to give just one final word of exhortation, reflecting on 1 Corinthians 15 for Christians in Chicago. So Paul says, I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures and that he appeared to Cephas, who is Peter, and then to the 12. 
Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James and to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. That is Paul, of course. So uh, we could keep going, but we'll close it right there. Uh, What exhortation on the heels of that would you give? Let me pick up on Paul's words there. By the grace of God, I am what I am. Amen. Yes. And his grace, how Paul says, his grace toward me was not in vain. That the grace of God that comes to us through the gospel, it is is powerful grace. It Mm. is grace that raises the dead to life. And it turns a self-promoting Reagan Martin Mm. into a Christ-proclaiming Reagan Martin. Amen. Well, may God help us all to live on mission, inspired by those who have given themselves exclusively to this work. Uh, So we're grateful that you joined our conversation on Chicago's Gospel Podcast. Uh, We'll have to have you on for part two of this conversation sometime. Uh, But we'd love to know what you think. If you benefited from uh, this time we've had with Reagan, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, To find out more about this gospel that we've been talking about, You can find a bunch of free Bibles online, and you can check out what we believe about the gospel at asccchicago.org. Until next time, remember that Christ's unchanging gospel, the gospel that sends us on mission, is constantly shaping your life in an ever-changing city. We'll see you next time.